Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness, and wellness, brought to you by Global Schoolwear, school uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review, LER, and MVP Parent Magazines, and UK Health Radio. We've got a great doubleheader today. From the UK, Gordon McClelland, he's the founder and the CEO of one of my favorite titles, Working with Parents in sports. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's returning, along with Calipio uh, Barlas. She's a former pro golfer, a master neurolinguistic program trainer. Uh, she's a TV producer, TED talker. Uh, and uh, then some Bob Guida wisdom in your emails. First, let's welcome back from England, Gordon McClellan. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Delighted to be here. Gordon, give us some background on you and working with parents in sports. Yeah, well, it it started um, probably about over 10 years ago now in terms of having some thoughts about it when my three-year-old son, I, a uh, Premier League football team, um, and uh, the sheer shock uh, of that... uh, conversation um i had a background in coaching and education uh, as well and the experience of just being a sports parent and seeing it from the other side um and probably the lack of information lack of support given to parents um led me to set up the company which thankfully has gone from strength to strength you know it's interesting as you know gordon and i think the first time we had you on it had to be i don't know three four years ago whatever it is People can find it on the website uh, as a big teammate of the sports doctor who, as you know, we've been talking about the challenge of youth sports for 25 years, give or take a few weeks. And one of the biggest parts of that challenge, of course, is the parents. I remember when you first came on the show, we talked about the title alone really was, was an excellent part of what's so important in the crazy world of youth sports. Uh, and the interactions with coaches and parents and the kids and the epidemic. The reason I co-authored my book, as you know, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, was the epidemic in capital letters of youth sports overuse injuries, both physically and mentally, just overkill in so many ways. So uh, you jumped right in with the perspective of the parents, and uh, you've been uh, uh, going ever since. And uh, what's been some of the uh, projects that you've been involved with, uh, Gordon, uh, that are near and dear to you with your organization? Oh, look, I mean, we're, it's really, I mean, I'm so privileged to have the, the job I have to go around the world and not just talk to parents, but, you know, work with over 10 national governing bodies, lots of um, 
top football clubs, top rugby clubs, working a lot in gymnastics um, as well. Actually, the interesting part of this, uh, Bob, is that, you know, in, in terms of working with parents, it isn't just uh, the piece around supporting parents, because actually we've all got a role to play and we're finding that a lot of our work now is by organisations getting us in to talk about what constitutes, you know, a positive parent culture and actually um, coming in to support education point of view on, on how we work effectively with parents. And actually, unless all those three people are, are, I guess, are supported and encouraged to work together and are consistently aligned with their messaging, then actually we're going to make very little progress. But I know from no, some of our projects key. that... Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's yeah. one of the biggest keys, again, is, is the whole idea of preventing injuries, the whole idea of enhancing communication. Again, our colleagues, whether it's the National Alliance of Youth Sports that's been around 40 years, or iSport 360, or MVP Magazine. I throw me in the middle of all of them. <laughs> you know, the upcoming documentary uh, we're so excited about with Joe Franco, Where Our Children Play the Challenge of Youth Sports. Uh, the idea that the organization side of it, as well as the very important sports medicine side of it, both physically and mentally, uh, the communication with coaches and parents, and the idea of uh, uh, let's pay attention to what the kids want and their input, these are all important aspects. Again, but years ago when we first had you on, you were one of the first who said, that, you know, we got to also pay attention to the parents uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, these challenges. And uh, uh, the, the idea of the educational part, is absolutely one of the major keys. Everybody listening to the Sports Doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you go back years. You could probably catch Gordon on at least two or three shows uh, in the past. Yeah. Uh, who were the guests? International guests, national guests, local guests. What were their topics? Listen to whatever you would like. If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you can read an array of information on so many of the areas we pay such big attention to, well, whether it's the world of concussions, whether it's the world of uh, high performance, whether it's what's the best shoe, whether it's the uh, endless uh, amount of exciting things that we're involved with, with MVP Merit Magazine. Uh, we have thousands and thousands of followers on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, go to at sports doc, DOC radio. We're talking one of the champions in the challenges of youth sports, Gordon McClelland over there. It's like nine, 10 o'clock in England. Uh, and the, um, the importance again of relationships with the sports medicine community, Gordon, the importance of the interaction with schools, all of these organizations, um, you know, again, working with a lot of them, <laughs> I always said to you, good luck to you. When we even we talked about the title, how's the interaction and the communication going with a lot of these different groups that you work with? Are you optimistic? Oh, oh very, yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, very positive about it. Um, you know, I think there's some key things you've got to think about when you know working with parents you know you can't stand there and say you're educating them you can't tell them that 
you know, how to parent. You've got to find ways of bringing the story to life, making them more self-aware, making good decisions, um, you know, for their children. But actually, do you know what? We work with parents of uh, high-performance athletes. We work with parents of, of children in recreational and grassroots programs. And actually, a lot of them, are just really grateful for having a source of support and information because you know if we don't give it to par- yeah if we don't give it to parents then look they're going to draw their experiences of sport through what they see on the media their own experiences as a child how their parents were with them you know and sports we're all moved familiar. on sports yeah, changed we're all familiar we're all familiar Gordon with the ranting raving parent on the sidelines we're all familiar with the overuse and abuse, whether it's from doctors and team doctors at the Olympic level or it's overzealous, crazy coaches. Uh, this is why these challenges uh, continue to be what they are. Now the explosion of money in youth sports uh, and the uh, idea of, uh, again, in high performance, and in serious athletes, you're dealing with serious parents and serious coaches. And many times the, the communication, you know, how much is too much? What's the overscheduling? You know, they're doing Tommy John surgery on 14-year-olds, Gordon. Uh, you know, the idea of these obvious injuries that we see because of these uh, challenges. So the communication so that we have the best occurrences because everybody's interested even at the highest level gordon right we're interested number one can we prevent trouble and injuries and number two can we enhance performance when indicated what's the best website gordon to find out about everything you're doing yeah so people can find us www.parentsinsport.co.uk check it out loads of content on there and if anybody got any questions or wants to find out more they can email me and get the details from there so i'll ask you you know what age groups do you are you dealing with uh uh you're dealing with kids as early as pre-adolescence aren't you yeah we we've we've got a, a range of programs probably you know the earliest children we've probably spoken to maybe sort of under the age of nine um up to the the end of the fourth phase, you know, post-16, the latest group of children, uh, probably 18 years old. And, and again, obviously, sports parenting changes as you go through those different stages. You know, the messages are, are different and we're dealing with uh, different types of human beings as our children get older. So we've got to get it right or have some idea what we're trying to do, I think. Yes. Uh, well, the inclusion of important factors like nutrition, what I call big time on the sports, Dr. Gordon, I call it the mental game. Whether you're the best athlete in the world, whether you're their parents, whether you're their coaches, whether you're their teammates, uh, the whole side, we deal so much with sports psychology and mental trainers and other experts who can keep in perspective here what we're dealing with and, and take into account all of these in, in, important uh, uh, aspects. Again, when you're watching the Olympics with 18, 19-year-olds, they started when they were six, seven, eight, nine years old, 
And it's not for everybody, but youth sports is a very serious business in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, I, this is why I, I, I really, really uh, strive to include the constant education, uh, you know, like with, with your programs and the attention you're paying, like you said, with a lot of organizations who really need this input. Right, Gordon? Yeah, I, I, I hope so. And, and as you say, it's obviously um, gone down well with lots of people because, you know, once you start working with one organization, others start to have a look. And thankfully so far, you know, everybody we've worked with has wanted to have us back and, and, and we found sort of new clients all the time, which is really exciting. What are some of the sports? Uh, uh, that you guys are uh, finding lots of participation in uh, youth soccer, uh, youth uh, uh, baseball, football. What are some of the sports you're dealing with, Gordon? Probably all of them. Gymnastics, yeah, quite a lot. So we probably yeah, absolutely. Gymnastics is big. Uh, swimming, uh, rugby, football, uh, cricket, uh, badminton. Uh, yes, I got to get you in my world, Gordon. I got to get you in my. You know, I've been putting orthotics and skates for forty years. You know, I'm always bragging about my 2010 men's Olympic gold medalist here from Illinois, Evan Lysacek, who's ten years old. We put. A, I have a chapter in my book called "The Prodigy Sports." Again, early specialization that we would love to see much, much less often, but it's a big, big challenge, and we want these individuals to be educated. When we're talking, so I'm going to throw figure skating in the mix with you, uh, with uh, some of these endless sports that you're dealing with, where children are starting to get serious, and people are starting to get serious in early adolescence, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but you know what, Bob? I think there's been a few sports in the last couple of years that we've been involved with who actually fair play have, have acknowledged that, hang on, we don't need to quite start as early as this. Yes, there are exceptions to it. But, you know, when we're getting data now that in a, a large number of sports, children that, that you know, have, you know, taken part in multiple sports at younger ages are actually showing that they've got more chance of being elite uh, than others later on. You know, it's time to, you know, take a look at this and actually... You know, there's research coming out that children who've missed out on other sports, other movements, uh, have missed the chance to enhance, you know, their performance in yes. their sort of chosen yes. sport. No, so, you yes. know, there's, there's lots there's to no unravel. There's no doubt about it, Gordon, yes. All of, us, all of us agree that we want kids to play multiple sports and use different parts of the body and then decide what it might be. Uh, but the prodigy sports like gymnastics, figure skating, even tennis and soccer, we're seeing kids, this is what we want to do, Gordon. You know, you could tell me all day, or my parents all day. So we need some specialty education, again, in trying to stay out of trouble uh, with these kids because the reality is it's overkill already, Gordon, in serious youth sports. It's way overboard, overscheduled, overpressure. This is why another one of my chapters is uh, youth sports and drugs, where we have these kids over-the-counter pain medicine constantly because they're just overdoing it. So it's this kind of education that we want to include for parents and coaches that let's start that it's already out of line, and now let's educate from there. What do you think of that, Gordon? 
Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the, you know, the sports you talk about there, you know, we know gymnastics and figure skating in particular pre-puberty probably got to do a lot more than perhaps other sports. Soccer, Soccer. and tennis, Soccer. absolutely no way are they early specialisation sports. My son played, you know, in a Premier League academy over here, played the top team, signed as a nine-year-old. There is no way the best nine-year-old's the best 12-year-old. There's no way the best 12-year-old's the best 18-year-old. It just doesn't yeah. happen, you know. Same you know, in Gordon, tennis. You know, yes, I, it's so, it's you know. So, so true. I knew the time would fly with you, Gordon. Give me the uh, the website again. People could find out about uh, the organization. Yeah, www.parentsinsport.co.uk. Great, Gordon McClelland. We love his accent. Uh, working with parents in sports. Thanks so much, Gordon. Hold on, Gordon. We'll be right back, everybody, to Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents. An essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, My discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics, Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parents' perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athletes. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. Hey, everybody. Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key Uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Live from Chicago, it's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil. We're welcoming Calliope Barless. She's a former pro golfer. She's a master neuro-linguistic programming trainer. She's a TED Talker. She's a TV producer. And she is an anti-sure specialist. Calliope, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Oh, so great to be with you and your fans, Dr. Bob. Great. Give us some background on yourself uh, and leading up to this real specialty in this it's such a key topic, overcoming fear, uh, whether you're a champion or whether you're just trying to uh, get by. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny story. I uh, started off playing golf uh, over 20 years ago, and I didn't grow up with the game, so I had to learn the most difficult game in the world on my own. And that's when I discovered neurolinguistic programming. And it was the NLP skills that taught me how to think successfully in order to play better and become pro in just a couple of years. Tony and Robbins. So, Tony yeah. Robbins with NLP, man, all those years ago, that champion. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And actually, he, he, uh, he mentored with my mentor, Dr. Richard Bandler, who's the co-creator of NLP. So it's pretty special. So when you were an athlete yourself who became a serious, a professional athlete, and then, you know, so many of the different topics on the sports doctor, we talk about the mental game, whether I'm talking with a sports psychologist, whether I'm talking with a mental trainer, whether I'm talking with an anti-stress specialist, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they're all included, whether you're the best athlete in the world, whether you're the parents of the best athlete, whether you're a coach, whatever your level is the mental game, one of the biggest things is your specialty is learning how to uh, overcome or deal with, you know, the anxieties, the pressures, all of these different things uh, that somebody might be involved in at uh, any level of sports and in dealing even, and again, with one of our specialties in the world of sports. So uh, what are some of the tools uh, that you find important Calliope, when you're dealing with that whole area of uh, uh, dealing with some of these memories, fears, trepidations, etc. So, yeah, there, there, there are a bunch of things I think about, but I believe most importantly, it's about making a big picture of yourself playing well. Because a lot of the time, people feel stress when they're about to go into a major performance in sports imagining the worst, right? Oh, I'm going to lose. I'm going to trip. I'm going to fall. Whatever, whatever else goes through my, their mind, whether they see it or hear it. And my plan is to teach them that they do have a choice to see themselves playing successfully, to see themselves playing the best. And the more colorful, the brighter, the bigger the picture of that is, first by shrinking their fear, but then making it and replacing it with a bigger fear of them performing well, it changes how they feel, which means they stress less. But I never take the stress out completely because there is such a thing as good stress, right? Good stress Absolutely. promotes motivation, right? I mean, you know that better than anybody. You know, my young figure skaters, I mean, Evan Lysacek, again, the Olympic gold medalist in 2010, he was 10 years old when we put orthotics in his skates. He always visualized. 
And they always talked about it. My colleague, you know, Candy Brown, this great figure skating coach who was so way ahead of her time, paying attention to exactly what you're saying. Uh, the whole idea that you can train and you can be aware of uh, the fact that you can definitely improve, you know, these things or these emotions if the reality is that, you know, most people dread it, <laughs> let alone look forward to it. And, you know, learning these skills and, you know, we found that these kinds of uh, uh, inclusions in the world of sports medicine at all level, let alone um, everyday existence, you know, trying to stay on your exercise program, trying to stick with your diet, uh, you know, trying to deal with these kinds of, uh, uh, you know, the, the mental stress. Mental health has been topic number one in the two and a half years since the pandemic, uh, Calliope, uh, sure. with guests I've had on, wherever they're from, whatever their vocations, they've talked about m mental health and what a nightmare uh, some of the stuff has been. So this has got to be right smack in the middle of, um, uh, did you talk about this in your TED talk? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, I talked about fears that you need to keep in order to stay safe. Um, and then there are fears that you need to get rid of, right? That just distract you from what really matters. And so like when you talk about, you know, how it is that you can change how you feel based on how and what you think. So like what you were saying, you know, uh, with your Olympic winner, uh, you know, they see themselves performing they, their best. They see the medal around their neck instead of imagining, oh, my goodness, what worst thing can happen? Oh, my God, I'm, not, I'm afraid of that. Well, instead of being afraid of falling and thinking of that, what can you do to see yourself excelling? Um, and, and, you know, one of the things I believe in, especially, is practicing the right way. Because you can repeat things over. They say practice makes perfect, right? But it's meaningful practice that makes perfect. Uh, that you're actually learning from mistakes, but also remembering what it is that you do do well. You know, one of the big points, my late, great sports psychology colleague, Jim Vickery, uh, who... Um, uh, was a, uh, a psychologist back uh, in the early 90s, late 80s, when the people were scared to use the word. <laughs> he was a performance enhancement consultant because psychology people got, uh, said they were scared of the word. They thought there was something wrong, uh, let alone that you could pay attention and to be aware of uh, these uh, systems that you, you can train improvement if you pay attention to, again, what I'm calling the uh, the mental game, and to understand what a big part of um, the bad memories or the um, uh, the fear of failure or you know, the, those, what a big part of that is. And you're saying uh, to, uh, hey, you got to include some good stress, right? I, absolutely. You have to. And, you know, based on what it is that you just mentioned, there is the fact that thought has structure. You know, and the bigger, the brighter the pictures are in your mind of the target, the more your brain is going to accelerate in landing the target. So whether it's a kick of a soccer ball into the goal or the swoosh of a basketball into a hoop or, you know, striking through a golf club, uh, uh, the golf club through a golf ball, 
to land it on the green and see it roll into the hole in the ground. You know, when you get more specific, you can always become successful deliberately. Uh, that's a big word um, that you just mentioned, deliberately. Uh, the idea of, the, if, of uh, that, the reality of having something to focus on. You know, it's amazing when I think back over the decades of the sports doctor, as I've watched the evolution again of the mental game in all aspects, the acceptance of this side of things being so important at whatever level, you know, whether it's trying to allow kids to have a good time and enjoy youth sports without this overkill of uh, parent uh, uh, stuff or whether it is uh, achieving the highest level of performance. Uh, you know, it's amazing. In the past Olympics, the greatest athlete in the world, Simone Biles, you know, made a big point to saying, you know, I'm here, I am the best in the world, and here I am willing to accept that I've got a problem and that I, I, I got to pay attention to it. I mean, stuff like that, you know, the awareness. Have you seen that in your world, which is the acceptance of the awareness of this whole mental game is such a big deal? Absolutely. And I, I think one of the biggest things you just mentioned is the fact that people, kids, especially need to have fun while they play in any sport that they do in their youth. And I, I believe that, you know, when parents assert less control over their kids, the more their kids can let go and enjoy the game, focus on the target and play their best. And the best thing about sports overall, like the big picture of it is that sports create mental discipline. Okay, and, you know, winning a trophy, I mean, you ask anybody, it's got a short half-life. Sure, it has its benefits. As a professional sports person, you get sponsorships, and that's amazing. But in the long run, there's a lot more of people who don't win the trophies but still gain the mental discipline to have maturity so that when they do become adults in the real world, they can handle anything that comes their way. You know, talk about, uh, as I'm picturing, as I'm speaking with you as an ex-pro golfer, uh, and the, uh, that being the famous, famous sport uh, for, you know, whether or not somebody could forget just what went wrong, you know, and then, you know, go to the next hole and try to be in the present, the old mindfulness of concern. And, you know, there, I don't know if there's a sport that has ever been more exemplified and the sport like, uh, uh, again, golf, let alone the athleticism of golf uh, that I, I featured on my show over the past decades, where we've seen better and better athletes, you know, more how fitness has become so important. And again, that word attitude uh, in, in that uh, uh, situation. So you were in the right sport, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I loved it. <laughs> I, and I still love it. Um, uh, and, you know, with the, where I'm at now, I won golf club champion at my local golf course during the pandemic because, you know, it was one of the safest things to do. And so, uh, you know, one of the great things about golf, it teaches you that there's a reason we step one foot ahead of the other whenever we go anywhere in life, right? We're always leaving the past behind. And so with any shot that's bad, it can be for just left in the past behind you. And 
you can always walk towards the next shot and look forward to something better. I mean, if it's one thing I always do on the golf course is coach myself. I'll even talk out loud sometimes, especially when I'm alone on the course, just to make sure that my brain is processing how to get better throughout the 18 holes. And, you know, if it's one thing I do with bad shots, and, and people can do this with fears or even bad memories, I, and this is why I love this game so much is because so much can be applied to life, is that when there is a bad shot, reverse the memory of it. And it reverses the meaning so you can build in a better shot for the next time you have something similar. And you can do that in life. You know, take any bad memory and just reverse it so that it becomes less powerful, less impactful, so that you can build better feelings to play your best and do better in life. You know, it sounds so much easier said than done, it seems, in the world of reality. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges, which is, you know, to go from this, these panacea kind of thinking points to the fact that there truly are methods and skills that could be learned to be able to improve, you know, in, in, in so many of these, so many of these different areas. You know, you mentioned the role of parents, like our first guest, his organization is working with parents in sports. Again, looking at all of those different areas from the fact that, hey, these kids have to be having fun uh, somewhere. Absolutely, it's got to be a big part of what we're paying attention to. And the fact that, uh, you know, we've got to be able to deal with all this overkill, all these pressures, uh, these pressures, pressures to play. I want to talk more about it. Um, we also want to ask you about your maybe upcoming reality TV show when we come back. We're talking to Calliope Barless. Uh, and she is a former pro golfer. She's a pure specialist TV producer. It's The Sports Doctor. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing he just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LDR Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of Sports Doctor's key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com mvpparent.com UK Health Radio The station that makes you feel good It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks Not anymore Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing or you're trying new things Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip because nothing's better. The station that makes you feel good. 
Hey, everybody. It's the Sports Doctor live from Chicago. I'm Dr. Wild, sports podiatrist. We're talking with Calliope Barless, and she is a TV producer. Uh, she is a neuro-linguistic program uh, uh, master trainer. She's a former pro golfer, and she spends a lot of time the whole world of breaking down uh, these fear barriers, overcoming them. Um, Calliope, I wanted to ask you about your upcoming um, reality TV show dealing with this. Is it called From Fear to Freedom? That's right. Uh, what are going to be? What are you going to be um, uh, dealing with once you throw the word reality in? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's five episodes where I guide five different people uh, to overcome their fear, and it's one person getting over the, her fear of heights, sharks, snakes, and spiders, and bad memories. And it's documenting them before, during, and after the whole process. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, and my, my grand hope is that people gain the sense of hope that they, too, can overcome their fears. I think um, the point that um, this is, again, in all the areas that I've had take part over the decades on, uh, in the sports medicine, the sports doctor, uh, this particular area, even though it's been included in every guest, everything we've talked about in the whole sports medicine and sports psychology and mental training, you know, again, the, the mental game, the specific point of fear and overcoming it, I hadn't really uh, heard paid that much attention to before I uh, had the pleasure of meeting you at the National Publicity Summit with our friend Steve Harrison with that great organization. And that's, that's right. uh, uh, how do you find the world of, of medicine, coaching, parenting, uh, accepting the, uh, the, the paying attention, the awareness of what you're talking about? Well, I would imagine it's an easy sell. It, <laughs> it is an easy <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> it, is, it is an easy sell, but it's as easy as I can do them for, to people. Uh, and I love what I do. I love helping people overcome their senseless fears, and especially the ones that distract them from what really matters. Well, again, you, you know, in your examples, you threw in some interesting first guest examples, you know. Uh, let me see. Uh, first, we've got someone who fears spiders, sharks, and what else? Heights. Snakes and so, heights. So, um, you know, yeah, and, you know, for the phobias and that whole, that whole world, and the fact of the that there is good success if people become aware and understand that there there are methods. If I said to you, how long does it take to change, just in general, um, a overcoming a particular fear of, of whatever and some of these memories? What would you say in general? How long does it take? <laughs> it takes it takes me minutes. To guide someone, and really? I know, I know people are going to find it hard to believe, but the truth is, it takes me just a few minutes to guide someone to overcome their fear. Now, again, we didn't talk about it much, but neurolinguistic programming is one of the most powerful methods of all of these skills. I remember neurolinguistic programming said in business, you got to be sit and have the mannerisms of who you're talking to. That's what I remember about uh, about NLP. 
But including that in your methodology uh, makes a big difference, doesn't it? It, it? it is the foundation of what I do. And it's so useful to get people what they want uh, because it really guides them in their world. Everybody's got a representation of their planet, of everyone else's planet that is unique to them as their fingerprint, you know, and I'll never know. No one will ever know how someone is thinking specifically. Understanding them will never, we can empathize somewhat, but we can never really understand what someone is going through fully. And the skills that I guide people through that are NLP work with their representation of the world. So that it changes them not on a psychological level, but on a neurological yeah, level. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to ask you how that mixes in with the generalizations of psychology and that world, even psychiatry. And uh, you're not, you're not uh, coming from a medical end on this, are you? I, I'm not. I'm totally dealing with how someone is visualizing and how they're th- hearing things inside their mind. And by changing what they see and what they hear, it changes how they feel and what they're basically able to do. It changes their behavior. So it's lots what's of fun. The site, what's the website uh, people could go to to find out information about you and your work? It, it's buildingyourbest.com. Buildingyourbest.com. And that's what I've dedicated my life to doing is guiding people, giving people the tools to build their best that is totally unique to them. Who are a and couple of other examples of what you might be, what are a couple of other examples of what you might be featuring on that TV show? <clears throat> I'm sure you have an educational um, uh, area, uh, the whole thing, of course, to say the least. Yeah. But after you got the gal with the spiders and the sharks and the heights, um, what other mental challenges might you be including? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the same skills can be applied to getting rid of memories that make people feel bad. Um, so let's put it this way. When someone goes through a very bad time in their life, or whether it was a bad outcome during a sports game they played in, when they think about it too often, when I ask them, so when you think about it, what's the size of it? Is it smaller than life, life size, or bigger than life? And too often, it's bigger than life. And so what I have them do is shrink it down to the size of a small coin. And when they do that, it changes their whole feeling about it. So they can think about it. It's not like it's totally gone. It's interesting when when you mention, it's interesting when you mention the size of things. I find that pretty new. You know, the idea when you're thinking about anything, the fact that it has a size, um, I can't believe we flew through the time like this, this fast, um, Calliope Barless, uh, with the ND training, the whole mental game. Give me the site again. People could find out uh, more information with you and your work, Calliope. Love to. It's www.buildingyourbest.com. Great. Calliope Barless, uh, Overcome Those Fears, and we'll look for it, that TV reality show from Fear to Freedom. Thanks so much for joining me. Hold on, Calliope. Be right back. It's Sports Talk. 
Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hey everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. 
factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention, I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. It's the Sports Doctors in segment on the Sports Doctor. I'm waiting for a phone call from an old friend of mine, a retired, prominent podiatric surgeon, Dr. Ricky Albin. We'll spend a few minutes. Again, the Sports Doctors in is a mixture of some highlights of upcoming shows and guests, some emails, a Bob Guida wisdom moment. Great shows coming up next week. Rob Andrews. Uh, the mental trainer from the Institute of Sports Performance with his wall of gold medals from the women's uh, uh, gold medal team, Gina Pongetti, physical therapy, reality physical therapy. Following week, orthopedic surgeon Sean McMillan, Erica Steele, holistic medicine. Um, a point before if Ricky calls the Bob Guida wisdom, you know, one of his biggest balance screening points was let me see you balance on one foot. Whether you were a 70-year-old businessman or the best athlete in the country, let me see you balance on one foot in a partial squat. Let me look at that instability at the foot and lower leg level. Uh, He made such a big deal out of that. And he went from there in his recommendations to what was required to help you to be a a better athlete uh, with less chance of injury the old one-foot balance test. Do I have Ricky on the line? Dr. Bob? Dr. Robert A. Wild from Massapequa, New York. Listen, we go back to Massapequa High School, but I want to talk about the 1970s when we both had our doctorate. So let's cut to the chase. You beat me too many times on the tennis court, and I know Johnny Mack is your patient, and I've got some things to reveal about you. So just let me go for a couple minutes. Dr. Bob Weil is the best sports podiatrist in the central two-thirds of the United States. There's a couple of good guys on the West Coast. There's a few couple of guys on Long Island. But, you know, if you're in Chicago, Iowa, Nebraska, points north, I think that's called Wisconsin, Michigan, you can need to see Dr. Bob if your kids are severely injured. Listen, I was an accomplished foot surgeon. I trained at Northlake. We were on staff together. Even we were in the operating How many times were we in the operating room together, Dr. Bob? I, again, when I introduced you, Ricky, I mentioned again uh, that you were one of the very uh, prominent. No, no, no. I'm, that's not about me, Dr. Bob. It's about you today. No, it's not about me. I'm retired. Uh, well, again, I still you know, miss the, doing like surgery. I told you, but I went in that direction street. from North. You remember that? Yeah. I went in the direction of surgery. You went in the direction of keeping kids from having to have surgery. I loved it. You were the best. You were better. Th- I mean, I, look, I was necessary. I had a fixed to form feet. You remember? The triple orthopedics, the Pan Taylors, all the I bullshit do. stuff that I, yes. no one wanted uh, well, to do again, it. Well, again, it's a big emphasis on the show, as you know, the, the uh, youth sports, preventing injuries. No, very, let, me say, let me just deal. talk for a minute, okay? You, between 1975 and 1990, you brought sports podiatry, youth awareness. Um, you, you're the first doctor I know that put an orthotic into an ice skate. And no one ever props you up. No, I you know Steve Smith once told me, I wrote a revolutionary paper in Podiatry where we, I criticized an operation we were doing. 
And it was true. There wasn't much negative stuff in the beginning. When it was see one, do one, teach one. And that's a, and I don't want to get into that. But sports podiatry, you learn from Big Bob Guiders and, and working it out with people. What works? Whether you had to strap and pad them for three weeks or you had to make them three different devices. Well, you know what the emphasis no, you're the best, was, Ricky, I'm which sorry. was people new, need to know that. Which, the emphasis which was new was the role of the foot in activities and sports. The role of the foot, exactly. not foot the tor- No, the torsion. No, but the role right. of the foot. The bipedal locomotion. The foot is the only the part song. of the body that translates the rotation of the of the of the, of the big muscles. Exactly. You know, it's, it's our the feet, song, the man. Glutes, and it's the big muscles the that rotate the connected to the knee What contacts the, the ground? The foot. The only thing that contacts, we don't walk on our hands. Now I'm getting emotional because you know, I'm missing story you mentioned stuff. That, writing very, stuff at the keyboard, I'm painting story, a lot, I'm doing stuff with my hands because I want to beat yeah. you at tennis again. You might. It's a funny no, story. Dr. Bob beat me six, seven times out of ten on the tennis court. Hey! I was talking to a couple forehand, like uh, this kid I saw. Yes. Young gymnast in Anyway, can I ask you a couple of questions for you? Are your guests still there? I want no. to know, I played 4M club football, full pads, contact, 8 to 12 years old. And I'm, we were, my parents were idiots to let me get tackled. I, could, I couldn't get tackled. I was too fast. So I had to, you know, I was that halfback that made all the touchdowns. But still, kids were knocking each other down at 8, 9 years old. That's, that's not right. Can we get flagged football as part of American football? No, I, uh, it's part of my book, Ricky. I talk in my book, Hashtag hey Sports Parents, about youth football. I've talked about it for 25 years, give or take a few weeks. Uh, there is no safe football. Uh, young youth concussions is a very, very big no, problem. No, I know. I just, I just heard about the Marriott Thomas. No, I know what you're talking about. Dr. So Bob. the reality is if we had our druthers, we would say, hey, listen, if the interest is really, really still there in high school, maybe we consider – that would be a good age breakdown. Right. Uh, but the right. old Pop right. Warner youth uh, uh, football days. But I want to thank you for jumping no. in and joining us really quickly here. we got the rest of the show to do. The sports doctor, I'll have you back. Uh, retired today. No, no, you're, uh, you're doing a great old job. I'm listening every man. week. And, and I, your guest, Cataliope, the golfer, she was fabulous. Yeah, it's fun. Love the good work. Okay. I love you, man. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Ricky. Everybody, hey, so it's great to have an old friend, high school friend, high school, podiatry. Uh, again, back to that guide of wisdom that we talked about with the 30 seconds to go, the one-foot balance. Again, like I was talking with Ricky, the role of the foot in sports. It's a thread that runs through everything we do here on, on the Sports Doctor. But it's funny, in taking part in the great uh, National Publicity Summit last month, and people ask all the time about the umbrella of guests and topics on the sports doctor. It's huge. It's, again, physical and mental injuries, parenting, coaching, sports medicine, the whole fitness and world uh, wellness side, nutrition, holistic medicine, the mental game. All of those things go into the type of guests we include here on the sports doctor. So, hey. Catch you next week, everybody. Thank you. It's the Sports Doctor.